We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bart Winkler. Welcome to the program, The Bart Winkler Show, Friday, May 26th of 2023, and I am in a putrid mood. I'm in a good mood in terms of the content of the show today. Got some compelling voicemails I want to play. Jeff Levering's coming up of uh, really the Brewers. I mean, he's on Bally sometimes. He's on the radio. Basically, whenever Brian Anderson's working, he's on one station. And if he's not, he's on the other. So I want to get into that relatively quickly here on the show. Then I want to talk a little bit about the Brewers. They lost to the Giants on Thursday. I want to talk about the stadium thing. The stadium thing got weird. All of a sudden, we're just humming along. And then there's articles that are titled, The Commissioner Has a Message for Wisconsin, Fix American Family Field or Else. What? So we'll try to figure out what that's all about. And the NBA, man, the Celtics, it's a game six. I was in some conversations. Again, I get to this in a minute or 28 minutes from now, but someone called me a casual. Brother, I wish I was a casual. Nothing triggers me more than the NBA, honestly. Nothing triggers me more than NBA narratives, than NBA, the Celtics. They might be the team I hate the most. Cardinals, Cubs, Vikings included. Talk about that a little bit later, but I don't want to waste any more time. Jeff Levering joined me on Thursday morning. So this was before the Brewers lost to the Giants. And we talked about, you know, 10 minutes maybe about the team and, you know, what's next for them. And, and then I asked him a lot of broadcasting questions because I've always – Jeff's a guy who immediately, when everything happened with 1250, he said, uh, dude, that sucks. Anything you need. Uh, he, he's always been great and always supportive. And I said, I'm cashing in a podcast appearance with you when I get one started. He said, absolutely. Uh, I asked him this week. Within five minutes, we had it booked. So Jeff Levering is a real one. And this is my conversation with him. Jeff Levering on the program, Brewers broadcaster. He was hired to do radio. And now he barely does radio. But doing a lot of TV. I want to talk to Basically, I want to talk to you about broadcasting. But... I guess I'll ask you some Brewers questions. First of all, how are you? Good to see you. Likewise, it's great to see you too, Bart. Uh, I miss hearing you on the radio every day, but this is great. I'm honored to be on. Uh, but no, things are great. It's finally nice outside, and 
we get to enjoy being in Wisconsin in the summertime. I know it only lasts for like a week and a half, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's fired it's up. Short. It's short and painful. That's why you got to get to the ballpark. Plenty of good seats still available on an American <laughs> family field. Um, we're recording end of May, 2023, just for historical purposes. Mm-hmm. Brewers in first place at this point. I think the club has gone through some injuries, uh, especially on their pitching staff. I think that, uh, you know, the young guys have contributed, but then there's been some injuries there. They might be having some problems hitting lefties. What's new where, where the brewers are at through two months. Do you think that anything is changed in terms of their outlook of what the season could be? Because at the beginning of the season, I thought there's a wide range of possibilities. I'm not sure that anything's really changed to that point yet. Yeah, I, I think it's still a work in progress. Um, you know, with the the full complement of the roster, I think that this is a different team. Of course, if you don't, if you have Brandon Woodruff for more than two starts, it's a different team. If Wade Miley doesn't get hurt, if Aaron Ashby doesn't go down in spring training without throwing a pitch. Um, you know, if Eric Lauer was Eric Lauer of last year, I think it's a, it's a different story. I think the bullpen, uh, was a work in progress at the beginning of the season. You didn't know who was going to make the team out of spring training. And I think that they have, they've overperformed and they've done a really nice job and solidified a handful of spots at the back end of the bullpen. Devin Williams has been great. I think the questions about the offense are still there. Um, and how consistent this offense can be. I think that they were super dynamic early in the season when they had Garrett Mitchell in the lineup still. Um, Joey Weimer wasn't an everyday player. Um, you know, Bryce Terang, I think, has played great defensively. But listen, these, these guys are learning at the big league level, and it's not an easy thing to do. I, I think that there's just a lot of inconsistency within the offense, and, I, and that's what we saw last year with this team too. And I don't know if those questions have been answered 100%. Um, is the division soft? Probably, but that's a good thing for the Brewers as they're going through this as we're at the end of May, historically speaking. <laughs> yeah, just in case anyone time capsules this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Brewers have never won a championship, uh, as we know. And as a lifelong Brewer fan, I have, I've stopped making that my success failure mark. My new success failure mark is any season where they don't say, well, when this guy comes back, at the trade deadline from injury, it's kind of like an acquisition. We haven't done it yet, but I feel like it's coming. I that phrase more than any, my God. Oh, for sure. The, I mean, that is, well, when Brandon Woodruff comes back, it's like making a trade or when Wade Miley comes in. It, it, <laughs> listen, it's true. And it wouldn't no, be. It's um, not true. It sucks. No, nah, it does suck. It does suck. But then you get him healthy for the final <laughs> few months of the season. And I get it. it it's a frustrating phrase. But it wouldn't be a phrase if it wasn't true, right? Oh, it's God. like they're like cliches. Cliches wouldn't be cliches unless they were true for the most part. Um, you know, God willing, good things will happen. That's it's true. Yeah. So I listen, I I I understand the frustration, uh, but there's just so much day to day that happens in baseball and things can change on any given day. You just never know what's gonna happen. And listen. The, the Corbin Burns injury, the the peck thing could have been so much worse in Seattle, right? And he ended up not missing a start. Imagine if that is worse. What happens if he tears his peck by reaching for a guy on a tag and a play that he picks a guy off, right? Stuff happens all the time. 
I, I do think that there will be changes. I think that that Matt Arnold and his group are going to make some some changes at some point. They're going to improve this roster. Guys will get healthy. Um, Craig Council is going to continue to be Craig Council and get the best out of his players. And I think it's going to be a successful season. Um, but hey, listen, just wait till the guys come back from injury, Bart. Just wait. Why make awesome. a trade when we can just get everybody hurt in April and then they all come back at the end of uh, July? Yeah, it's tread water, right? How can you? How long can you tread water? How long can you egg beater? Have you ever played water polo, Bart? It's I hard did. to egg beater. I used beater. to swim, Jeff. Dude, it is hard to egg beater, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, it's a tough game. Strong quads. Mm-hmm. Um, I was bad at it. but And swimming. <laughs> but, you, but you can do track. this, right? You can throw like this really well. I could. Yeah, very well. Yeah, that was the one yeah. skill. Talking water polo <laughs> with Jeff Levering. Uh, question you probably got before regarding the rules and the time change. From a broadcasting standpoint, do you feel like you've – was that – like was it hard to – basically it just kills the amount of downtime you have. I would think it makes it easier just in terms of when I've done play-by-play the less I have to sit there and come up with other stuff. If I can just, I just want to call the action. Yeah. And so yeah. sure. A story or two might get, we might not hear it, but I would think that it would be a good adjustment. Have you adjusted to it? Was there an adjustment? Uh, there was a little bit of an adjustment, but I'll say this having Wade Miley in 2018 and Brent Suter for the previous seven years kind of trained me for what these innings are going to be like. Cause those guys just work. It's hard on the radio side because we have so many ads that we need to get into and everything under the moon is sponsored. Um, so you have to make sure that you call the action and then make sure that those sponsors get in in the appropriate time. So you're not waiting an extra inning to get those, the doubles read in or the stolen bases read in. So it's a little tougher on the radio side. Are your stories going to be shorter? Sure. But I'm okay with being more concise. You know, your word count is a little bit lower, but I think the game is better. And I think as broadcasters, we're more locked in. Uh, we're paying attention. We're not sitting there on our iPads or on our laptops and researching stuff. And we do that a little bit, but it's okay. What exactly do I need to know so I can find it really fast and not miss a pitch? Because you never want to miss a pitch. Uh, I think it's better for fans too. And will they miss a whole inning? Like if they went to the bathroom in the second inning yesterday, they missed an entire inning because there was 13 total pitches, seven in the top half, six in the bottom half. They missed an entire inning. But I think for fans, they're more locked in. They're not sitting there in their phones and getting bored and everything else. I I think it's just good for everybody. And it's good for the players too, because they're not on their feet as much. I think as the season progresses, they're going to stay. And I say this because there's been so many injuries already, but they will stay more healthy especially the position players moving forward uh, because they're not on their feet as much. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, this is no longer a uh, baseball conversation. Now it's strictly broadcasting because that's what I'm interested <laughs> in. As a guy who's done play-by-play sparingly, Baseball, I've probably done, I was going to say 100, but I think it's more like 50, but I think it's more like 25. Okay. So first question, from doing, because you do a lot of radio, but you do a lot of TV. Yeah. Does that need to be a different brain? I would think it's like when I do local and then when I would do national, but I, I don't, I don't know. I think for you, it would be different because of how people are, I'm still doing radio in that case. <laughs> You're the vehicle for how the story's being told. And of course, there's a different way to call TV and a different way to call radio. Mm-hmm. Is that a flip of the switch for you? Or have, has you, have you like blended into one style? Or what is that like for you? No, it is different. Um, I am not as descriptive on TV because you can see everything. And it's the general, listen, you are, when you're on TV, you are the framework of the painting because everybody can see the painting. All you're doing is giving the the outside brushstrokes, right? Whereas when you're listening on the radio, I have to be your eyes. I have to be your ears. I have to describe everything. You want to know if it's a 17 hopper to short or if it's a, a one hop bullet that Adamus has to dive for. Like you have to describe it more so that in your mind's eye, you can imagine what it's like, right? So on TV, you're seeing everything and and the role is different too, as a play-by-play guy Um, on radio as a play-by-play guy, you are the star because you are describing all the action on TV. The analyst is the star supposed to be the star. You're the, I want to make sure rock sounds as good as no rock is the star rocks for sure. He is a superstar and Tim is a star and Vinny is a star and that is their role. They are the experts. And my job is to make sure that they are set up in the best possible way so that they can be the best version of themselves. Do we get the calls? Yeah. Do I get to say it's gone home run or here's the big double play? Yeah, I do. But they're the ones that need to describe the action and why things happen. So that's where it's where it's different for me. I'm not analyzing replays. I'm not analyzing swings on the radio. I kind of am, but I'm doing it in my own way to where it makes sense. So is it a different style? Yes. Am I less descriptive on TV? Yes, I am. Um, but I'm still providing that little bit of texture to what what the painting is as a play by play guy on TV. I just always find that interesting because and especially like what you're doing right now. It is kind of herky jerky. I mean, you're you're at the whims of Brian Anderson essentially. 
Yeah, I mean, I, he is okay. I'm doing radio today. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's his schedule, and he he does 50 games now. And I'm lucky that that the Brewers have trusted me to to do the rest essentially on TV, right? So he came in, and I did opening day against the Cubs, and then he came in and did four games, and then we didn't see him again for almost two months. And so I did the bulk of that on TV, which means Lane and Josh work a ton and, you know, Lane works with Bob at, at home. And then now I'm doing this whole homestand on the radio. I have an assignment on Saturday that I'll duck out for a day and then come back. Um, but it, it's different for everybody. And, and for me, it's I'm just listen at the end of the day when I'm not on TV and I love being on TV and I love being on the radio. If being on the radio for 50 games with Bob Euchre at home is my constellation. Like, come on, man, anybody in the world would sign up for that. And I'm lucky as all hell to have been able to do this with Bob for nine years. Um, I'm in my, in my ninth season doing this, which is even hard to, to fathom, but listen, it's great. And I love being involved in both. I don't know what it would be like to not do all 162 uh, or 155 or whatever it ends up being for me this year. Um, I don't know it, it, my first year when I wasn't doing every game, it was hard. It was really hard to adjust to that because I did every inning of every single game that I ever called in the minor leagues. So to sit back in the back of the booth and tweet from Bernie's Twitter account for my first year when I was at home, wow, watching inside Uke, info. yeah, watching you can Joe block work. I was like, God, I, this feels weird. I should be calling this game, but I wasn't. So that was a hard adjustment. So I wouldn't know what it would be like to only do a handful of games now um because it, it was tough in 15 that first year you're the broadcaster so i don't but the word is consolation you said constellation i don't know said, I, I like i'm searching for the stars here man <laughs> i'm like should i be a dick and then the answer was yes I yeah decided, you are thanks i decided i was gonna be the consolation prize yeah, D- yeah. This is I'm doing a podcast. This is a consolation prize. Yes. <laughs> Do you have your phone out when you're calling games? Uh, it is out. Yes, just in case. I got two kids. I got an eight and five year old. So just in case of emergencies. But you have to get out. other texts that come through that aren't. I, yeah, it happens. Do I respond to them? No. But you sometimes see I do. I do sometimes. Does it throw you off? No, not really. I will. I'll give you this story. So in 2019, when the Brewers are making that run, right, they had just lost Christian Yelich in Miami, and then they go to St. Louis, right? And Ryan Braun in St. Louis on a 3-2 pitch of two outs in the top of the ninth hits that grand slam, right? You remember that? I do. So at that, at that exact moment that Ryan Braun is hitting the grand slam with two jerseys on because he was wearing Yelich's jersey underneath, right, I was getting text messages from my wife because my son had just been hit in the face with a baseball bat and needed stitches and was going to the hospital. So all of that is happening. My son is in the middle of going to the hospital. Brawny is having this great moment and trying to lift this Brewers team to the playoffs with Christian Yelich having shattered his kneecap after fouling a ball off it. And my son, like that stuff happens. That's real life. These are things that are going on while I'm trying to call a game. Not easy. Yeah, I got mine out and like, cause I, when I'm doing like a radio show now, if I'm working on CBS, I have my computer, but my, you know, I'm an Apple man. So my phone's attached to my computer yeah. and all that. And I'll get texts that are so irrelevant. I think if I, what I always do then is I like panic, but then I just like repeat what I was saying. Yeah. But I just gotta, 
I don't know what I don't know what the solution is. And it's sometimes it's my wife, and I'm like, oh no, this is this is the reason I have. And it's like, where is the where is the event that he has to go run at? Where's the park? Just, just want to let you know that you need to do the dishes when you come home, honey. Yeah. <laughs> nah, she just I was gonna say, like, where is the sugar? But God, I don't think I've cooked one since we've been uh married. So she's a great cook, <laughs> which I didn't know when I married her. Great surprise. That's a, right. that's a game changer. It was it's awesome. If you were to take every broadcast you've ever done and sit down and score them cumulatively, what do you think is your strongest inning? Oh man. Yeah. Of all of them? All time. The strongest I've, inning I've ever done no, or cumulative. No. Like, like are you best that... in the first inning or the seventh inning? Or the this is the one question I wanted to ask you. I bet cumulatively, yeah, that I am my best in the ninth. Ooh, that's good. I would say that that's where I my my strength is at the end. I would say my least it the least number is one. I, I it takes me like a couple of batters to get into a game. So you just so get the, better as the game goes on. I think so. I think so. I think in the first inning, you're so consumed with setting the game up. Yeah. Right. There's so many different elements on TV. Like we have, we got pitchers, we got defense, we got lineups. You got to do managers and all these different things. There's so many moving parts. It can get a little convoluted. So the actual mechanics of calling the game are a little lost because you're trying to catch up. It feels like, um, and same goes for in the, in the first inning. So, I would say that ninth is when I am at my best. When I've done baseball games and the games I've done has been like nothing like a full season. It's been radio, do Kowaskum softball or fill in on a Northwoods league, whatever. And so a, a lot of these guys, I don't know. And you do your cramming and your research and I'm so bad at keeping book. It's not second nature to me. Mm -hmm. So the first couple innings, I'm like, I have the stats to say, so that's good. And then yeah. in the fifth inning, I've kept track of like one or two at-bats. But then by the eighth or ninth inning, I'm trying to tell you like what this guy did in this first three at-bats, and I don't know what I wrote. And yeah. then I'm so like discouraged. I'm like focused on that, and then I like miss a play. Basically, there's a reason I've only done about 50 games. <laughs> that's where you just gotta you just got to lock in. You lock in on what's going on in the field, and you just – hope and pray that you remember what somebody did, right? That's when I first got into this scoring the game at the same time, I've been scoring games forever since I was four or five years old. Uh, mom and dad taught me as we would go to games and stuff. And then I would score in between innings of little league games, just, just to get the mechanics right. So then when I got this job, I had to relearn how to score because I needed to score like Euchre scored. So I had to change my language, which mm. was different. That was really hard. Um, because he needs to learn he he needed to it needed to be uniform to what Bob did. And now the, that's the way that I score games. I don't even remember what I used to do when I scored games because I just score the way Bob scores. Um, but you can get yourself caught up in the moment and then you forget to write down what happened. So at the end of every break and and it goes back to our text message conversation, right? 
I try and leave those alone until the inning breaks. I know I got 90 seconds. I can do a quick check. Is that an emergency? Nope. I can leave that, leave it alone. Okay. Did I miss something in the scorebook? Okay. I can go back and I can remember this is what happened. And I, that's when I do that. And you total it up. If you miss something in the moment. How much, uh, let me ask you one about baseball before. I, I personally have noticed, and this is a, this is Jeff Levering. This is not about me, but it, my name's right there, so it is my yeah, show. It is your show. Last year in the last 100 years. I feel like this year I've been less following every game day to day, which I'm mad about myself. I, I think baseball is a thing where if you watch like – it's like if you it's like an, any addiction. If you watch three in a row, you're watching the fourth one. Yeah. If you're trying to quit something, once you make that third day, it's easier to not do it on the fourth day. Sure. And, um, but one of the, I don't, I don't, it might be because I'm not, you know, doing it for a job anymore. I think that's a big part of it. Also, I'm having a hard time, like, and I'm, this is the same way with the NBA and really all these sports. The NBA now, if you're 10th in the standings, you have a shot at the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And baseball's now six. And so I look at all these teams that, like, everyone's freaking out about the Cardinals struggling. Does it matter? I mean, yeah, the A's are – but the A's are bad. They're going to be yeah. bad. They're going to be – the White Sox, I don't know what is happening with them. But for a lot of these teams, like the Padres are struggling and all – we're not, we're not even close to the time where, like, there's heavy stakes on these games yet. Yet, at the end of the year, if mm -hmm. you're 89 and 73 and you're one win out, well, you needed one of these games. So they are – I mean, I, they're all equally important. But because the playoffs are so big, I think that it's watering down – regular seasons and i i almost want to go back to my favorite team ever my first the first the 92 brewers they had okay. all the stars but then you had like daryl hamilton and uh i think glenn Braggs was maybe on that team but all these guys pat listash rookie of the year made mm -hmm. a bunch of steals they won 92 games but they didn't make the playoffs because only two teams did the AL East winner and the AL uh, West winner. I think I'd almost go back to that to make the regular season more important. So my, what I'm saying is I'm upset about all sports that, and the playoffs are great, but they're watering down regular seasons. And I don't know that. I don't know. I don't know if that's just me or if that's like, if, if baseball's feeling that or, or not. Yeah. I think that, you make a good point, and, and I know where you're coming from with it, right? So your team was the 92 Brewers. One of my favorite teams to follow was the 93 San Francisco Giants, who won 103 games and didn't make the playoffs because they were in the yeah. West with the Braves, and the Braves ended up winning the West by a game. They got Mike Piazza in his rookie year, hits a home run off of Solomon Torres, and again, former Brewer, great. Um, wow. And and the, the Dodgers beat the Giants on the last day. Don't just beat them, but – beat the hell out of them and the Braves went on. And of course their dynasty continued, but that was Dusty Baker's first year as a manager of the giants. But I remember that going, Oh my God, how do you not, you win a hundred plus games and you don't make the playoffs. That's garbage, right? It was almost, but it was fun a couple of years ago when the giants beat the Dodgers in the West and both teams won like 108 and 107 games. But one of those teams was a wild card team and they had to go play one game. And if the Cardinals yeah. would have beat the Dodgers, then they go and play and win 107 games, a franchise record for them. And then they could have been bounced 
from everything in one game. I think that that's, that's fun. That's fun to watch. It puts a lot of pressure on the one game at the end of the season. The regular game season one is, six, All I have to do is say game 163. Exactly. And every exactly. Brewers fan's pumped up. And, you know, I was fortunate enough. I was covering that game and got to do everything. And it was amazing. Yeah. What an How fun was that clubhouse, right? They tore up the clubhouse. Awesome. They had to go. They had to go build a new one because the yeah. Brewers did it on one day. And then the Rockies came back the next day and destroyed it even more. So, again, I, I think that the regular season games, listen, there's, there's going to be a Tuesday in June where we're sitting there and we're going, oh, my God. The, this game, but that game might be the difference in the season. Last We're just talking year, about this. We always, whenever we do this, we always, it's always Tuesday. The day yeah, we always, it's always pick, a Tuesday. It's always a Tuesday. It's a freaking Tuesday, man. Tuesday. Why is Tuesday getting no respect? Sure. But you're talking about these teams. And last year it was the Phillies. The Phillies weren't good until August. And then yeah. they go on this two month stretch and then they go to the World Series. You knew that roster was going to be good in May, but they didn't put it together until August. So again, even the Nationals team, when they won the World Series in 2019, they weren't worth a damn until August. Mm -hmm. They were like 10 games under 500 in June. And then they go and win the World Series in 2019. So I, I think baseball, more than anything, you need to have those games. You need to try and stay healthy. You need to have those opportunities. Um, can you dig yourself in a hole? Absolutely, you can. You can't win a division in April, but you can lose one. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the Cardinals are going to be fine. They're a good team. They can hit. I don't know if their pitching is going to hold up, but I, I think the regular season's great. I, I think baseball, more so than the NBA, guys don't do the load management stuff. You might get a day here and there, but you don't have a you don't have somebody. Yeah, baseball they still series. play, you know, it's it's easy to go play the next day. The NBA is in trouble. They're, they're, it's they're, really hard. regular season is, is, is a, they're in trouble. Yeah, it's really hard. You almost have you almost have to have like a seventy game minimum as a if you're a superstar. Almost, yeah. it, that's it's it's hard to watch the NBA, and I and I admit that it's hard to watch the NBA until you get to the playoffs. I could watch baseball every day, even that random Tuesday in June. Yeah, well, there's a lot of random Tuesdays in December where you can find uh, Jeff on FS2, Cullen, DePaul, and Creighton. Also um, true. <laughs> um, so is that you, you're not doing anything else right now it's basketball sometimes in the winter maybe a big 10 game right yeah so i i did i did like 30 basketball games last year and i've i've done about 30 every year since i've been here um and then i added football to my schedule last year i did about five football games for fox and for the big 10 network so i'm kind of doing a little bit of everything do you like like those as much I love them. I, I see for me, I love baseball and baseball is my passion. I know it the best. I played it the longest. Um, I love basketball. I love the college game, uh, especially conference games. Um, Big East, Big Ten games. There's nothing better, in my opinion. Uh, I think that that's a blast. And then football, I, I just I've gotten more into football recently. I've always loved the NFL. Um, college football has, was never really my, my thing growing up, uh, being in Sacramento, we didn't really have a college football team. I rooted for Oregon state because my parents went there, but I had no other allegiance other than that. So, I mean, I didn't grow up with college football on Saturdays and caring about it, but now I'm, I'm in big 10 country and I love watching big 10 football. I love doing some 
you know, um, the, the Mountain West Conference. I did a few games last year, San Diego State, Fresno State, where they air it out, handful of Pac-12 games over the last few years, which is kind of watered down. But I, I think college football, the NFL, they're great. But I love doing college football and college basketball, too. They're great. Uh, last one, is there a sport that you would not want to do? Hockey. Dude, yes. How, how does anyone do hockey? I give hockey play-by-play guys and gals the utmost respect. It is so hard. First, I don't know the game well enough. I, I would really have to learn the game better. Um, but the line changes, Ugh. the speed, the names. Like Sims, man, Sims is great doing the Admirals. He is so fun to he listen to. He is amazing to hockey. Good, yes. He, that's amazing. I could never do that. I couldn't do it. Maybe if he gave me a year to get good at it, maybe. But even then, I, I would really struggle doing hockey. I can do soccer better than anybody, but nobody, there's no audience. So it's like, that sucks. That <laughs> I've sucks. never done soccer play-by-play. I've done soccer public address, but that's about it. Totally different. You don't say a lot doing public address. I'm doing it this summer for Forward Madison FC. Come out to a game. Love it. Yeah. I love it, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, stop it. There are five minutes of stoppage time. Stoppage time brought to you by Dahmer Industries or something. <laughs> you know. That goal brought to you by Antonio's Pizzeria. There it is. Jeff, yeah. I appreciate your time, man. You got it. Hopefully you got all your questions answered. I'm sure you, we could have done this for an hour, but. Well, yeah. Anytime. Well, I, I'd anytime rather, I'd rather not do it too long and then like maybe use another favor again down the road is what there you go you get yeah bigger uh bigger moment in brewers history if they win a championship or if they rehire tim shea (laughs) win a championship unequivocally oh man all right uh he says hi he wanted to say hi timmy all right jeff thank you so much you got it bart be well buddy we'll see you down the line when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. My thanks again to Jeff Levering. My thanks to Bucky Boyd. Bucky Boyd sent me a picture of the CBD CBN gummies to his house in Georgia. We're really expanding the reach here. Promo code Bart at happyplacehemp.com says he needs them to stay asleep. These are the gummies, the purple ones, the nighttime ones that I've talked about with happyplacehemp.com. Again, they have been an incredible supporter of the podcast. And what, what I like is that their products are helping you guys. So that's what the goal is, is to bring you guys a product that can help you 
whether it's to sleep or feel stoned or feel good or feel, you know what? I'm, I'm taking a hard one tonight after I'm done recording this. I'm taking a hard one. I'm trying to go May sober. Tonight would have been the night I drank. Tonight would have been the night. So I'm, I'm going to pop a, a gummy instead. Because I, I got to go to happy land. I am way too triggered with the NBA right now. Way, way, way too triggered. Again, I'll get to that in a second. Happyplacehemp.com. Promo code is BART. Happyplacehemp.com. The promo code is BART. 25% off every order, every time you use it. And if Big Ron's in Jersey, if Bucky's in Georgia, if you're down the street, if you're in Muskego where their office is on College Court, they send it to you no cost for shipping either. Uh, that, that's all the time. So even if you're an idiot and forget to put in the promo code, you still get the free shipping. But put in the promo code, BART, 25% off every single time. Since we talked to Jeff Levering, let's talk about the Brewers. Julio Tehran, a former All-Star, but that was a long time ago. And he's just been kind of floating around the the free agent market. Well, he's a Brewer now. And he pitched all right. I mean, I don't think you could have asked for much more. Good defense behind him for the most part. Five innings, one earned. Struck out five. Likely another turn in the order for him. Brewers are banged up a little bit. Could be a while before we see Woodruff. Uh, Wade Miley, obviously, being on the shelf is bad. He he looked really good for uh, a good chunk of the season. So Brewers, they have to go through it a little bit here. Giants started a lefty as a opener. Uh, I, I don't know if one of these guys could have gone longer. Junis has gone longer in the past, but Brewers got to be able to hit lefties. Otherwise, teams are going to go player opener on them. Brewers can get a run. They had four hits. That's about it. Just kind of a rough night all the way around. So the Giants win 5 nothing. Brewers fall to 27-23. and 23. They will continue a series with the Giants this weekend. Should be some good weather if you want to get out Friday night, if you want to get to the game on Saturday or uh, Sunday. Ugh, I was going to take my kid Sunday. Saturday was probably the first day of the year where I thought, I'm going to take my kid, and we got invited to a birthday party. Um, so I guess, I guess we're going to the birthday party, which is fine. It's good that he has birthday parties. We've been to a lot of kids' birthday parties. We haven't had one for all the kids in his daycare class because the weekend that we do it, our daycare also throws like their annual year long celebration. We got to figure that out because we're, we're circling the map. Now we're on, we're on like round two of going to people's houses and mooching their applesauce and cupcakes and beer. Not for me this weekend soda, but we got to have these people to our house so they can mooch off of us. Otherwise we're going to stop getting invited to stuff. You got to, you got to invite them back. It's crucial. You got to invite them back. Brewers lose, play again Friday night. I will have a show on Monday. I don't know what it's going to sound like, but I will at least wrap up the Brewers series, and I'm going to have to talk Boston and Miami. I'm going to have to talk about that series. And then also I might try something weird. So be warned. Monday being Memorial Day, of course. Hope you guys get out, can enjoy the weekend. Uh, I will be working on Memorial Day. Catch me on Sunday, CBS Sports Radio, normal time. And then Monday, 
I'll be in for Zach Geld Monday night. That could be during a game seven of Heat Celtics. And I pray to God uh, that it's not. One last thing about the Brewers, this ballpark thing. So Rob Manfred was at American Family Field. The headline right away was they got to fix the stadium or else. Or else what? I'm just trying to figure out under what circumstance does the stadium need to be repaired immediately? And it doesn't. This stadium that the Brewers are playing in, if they didn't do anything with it, and they've made adjustments already in the 20 years, and it is 20 years old, but my God, like Wrigley's, Wrigley's 100 years old, Fenway. Sure, they make adjustments to it, but they're still old. The stadium may need improvements, and it may need upgrades. And this is something that I will talk about, and I will dive deeper into. Because there was a lot of articles written about it. Um, I'll probably get, you know, I'm going to get J.R. Radcliffe on about this. This is a J.R. Radcliffe story. He wrote a story on it, and uh, I didn't really read it. I don't see the Brewers moving. The only thing that could get in the way, it will. This is what sucks. This is what sucks about sports. And and for all of you that say keep politics out of sports, uh, you know, I, I think I think a lot of people want that. I think a lot of people want that. But there's other. There's always going to be areas where politics intersects. Like for a long time, African Americans couldn't play. Is that keeping politics out of sports? If you bring that up. Was that was that key politics out of sports? You know, I, I don't know. So there's the whole social rights, all that stuff. That's one side of it. The other is the public. Like this is they're totally different, but still politics. I went to ESPN.com today to read an article, and I'm reading about Robin Voss on ESPN.com. That sucks. And there's the whole debate about public financing, and these are. You know, billionaires have these stadiums and they should put their own money into it. Can you imagine, though, Milwaukee without the Brewers? I mean, imagine Milwaukee without the Brewers. It's bad enough the rest of the state hates Milwaukee. The Brewers is the one thing they come down for because it's not too deep in the city. I just rolled my eyes, which no one could see. But the Brewers, like, Milwaukee needs the Brewers. And Milwaukee has supported the Brewers in bad times and good. Milwaukee without the Brewers is, it's bad. I mean, it's not, we would survive, but it would blow. Milwaukee without the Brewers, God, it would be a tremendous mistake. So the park itself if they didn't touch up the park itself, how long do you think it would be sustainable? Like they might need to do the plumbing. I'm not talking about any of that stuff. Like how long could you go and sit in the ballpark and enjoy a game? That ballpark, probably a hundred and other years. It's not falling apart. It's a comfortable place to watch a game. Fix American family field or else fix what? There's nothing to fix. You can improve it. You can always improve it. And they have made improvements. You can hear Nicole Sedevi now.
my pro soccer friend, when she's on the field, you can hear her. The scoreboard looks good. Yeah. Beers are still too expensive, but I'd rather pay $18 for a beer than no dollars for no beer. You get my drift? I just don't understand. And because it's all going to get bogged down and then Republicans and Democrats are going to fight and it'll get political and uh, Republicans will choose this and then Democrats will choose this. And then that'll be the that'll be the company line. It's not. It's not like. Partisan to say that the Wisconsin government is broken, doesn't do anything. Doesn't it doesn't do anything. They work like no days a year. They are never doing anything. It's really bonkers. And when they are working, they're like trying to get out of work as soon as possible. I don't even know who runs our state. That's the concern I have about Wisconsin. You see all these states around us pushing things through and trying to make their states better. And say you could be opposed to certain things that are becoming legalized, but guess what? They're legal in all these states. And we're, how, much, how much money is Wisconsin losing? Tax dollars that could go into this stadium. I'll pay my fair share. You know what I mean? You know, I, I wish like, I always talk about cable packages and how people don't understand the value of cable sometimes. I wish we would look at our taxes like we look at our cable packages. The problem with taxes is that it, it does get itemized. Cable companies do a nice job of disguising this. Our taxes, you know, like what's going to where for the most part, right? Your, your property tax is laid out. It's all laid out. The cable bill just says $79.99 a month. You don't know how much you're actually paying for each channel. And, and they don't want you to. Because you may never use the channels, but it's on your package. Fox News costs like $7. You're paying about $7 a month for Fox News. You're paying about $8 a month for uh, ESPN. And there's a lot of people that don't watch ESPN. And there's a lot of people that don't watch Fox News. I think CNN's like 3 bucks, and MSNBC is like 3 bucks if you break it down. So you could just pick and choose what you watch, but you're not. You're you're paying. That's what our taxes should be for. But everyone's going to be like, I don't want to pay $4.85 per year for Miller Park. Well, fuck you, man. We need the brewers here. So we'll talk more about this. I don't know if I'm as direct with the words out of my mouth as I am in my head right now. I understand that there's always going to be people that think it's bonkers for owners to ever ask the public for money. And in principle, I'm not always a fan of the rich. Um, but this is a, and Rob Manfred, this is one of the things he said is because he was at the ballpark today. He said it was a great ballpark, by the way. But he had said, like, this is a community. This is the com Certain stadiums mean more to different communities. And the quality of life would decrease immensely without a baseball team. 
And one thing that I always say about Mark Anasio, you know, when I call him cheap and stuff, I've never, ever felt like he was going to move the team. Ever. He's also never had to go through a stadium situation. The stadium got built before he bought into the ownership. But I I mean, do they need when are they gonna need a new state? They're not. The thing's 20 years old. It's fine. It's more than fine. I don't understand. I, like we're not Texas where they're just building new stadiums every 20 years. I don't get it. I, I really am perplexed. I really am perplexed. I don't understand it. Where are they gonna move it to? Saw some great points online. If the A's move, they're not moving to Charlotte. They're not moving to Nashville. They're not moving to Montreal. They're not moving to Portland. One of these teams that and cities that we always thought would get a team eventually if somebody moved. They're moving to the desert. And baseball will expand. I do believe that. I believe we're going to go to 32 teams. There's going to be 16 teams per league, and they are going to get rid of American and national. That's what I think will happen. So that's two more markets you have to fill. The MLB wants to be in Milwaukee. They have no desire to move. There was just a situation where it looked like they were going to get some public funding and then they weren't. And so Rob Manfred got the Manfred signal. I don't think he just came and swooped in here just to be like, hey, Brewers, figure this out. I think he might have got a call from somebody in the Brewers. Hey, will you come here, put a little pressure on the lawmakers? Put a little, put a little pressure on the community. Will you, will, you, will you show them that we need some public funding? In a vacuum, I agree. It should be run. But then again, like, I don't know. I'm just, I, I just don't mind paying taxes if it helps the community. There's going to be, there's going to be a point in the way society's going. There's going to be a point where people are like, oh, no. Why am I paying $18 for the fire department? If there's ever a fire, I'm going to put that off myself. I'll just shoot the fire. That's where we're headed. You think, I, you think I'm... I, that's where we're headed. We're, we, we're dumb. Let me talk about the uh, NBA Finals. It's the Nuggets versus who? The Nuggets are really pissing me off. All that they are doing, like, all they are doing is bitching about not enough Nuggets coverage. Okay. So I go to look for Nuggets coverage. All that anyone that does that covers the Nuggets is bitching that there's not enough Nuggets coverage. How about you provide some Nuggets coverage? I'm going to end up rooting for the Nuggets if they play the Celtics. Now, the Celtics have tied things. Up, well, not yet, probably. It's 3-2. I am fully aware. I tweeted, Celtics fans really think they can do this sad. Uh, that was copium. Uh, they totally can do it. They totally can be the first team ever to come back from 3-0 because the Heat have been playing out of their ass. And the Celtics are like the most immature team. Jason Tatum plays like he's 14. He whines like he's 14. He gets excited like he's 14. He's a 14-year-old professional player. He may be like a 26-year-old dad and whatever, 
he's 14 when he's on the court. He's uh, he was awful to watch. I despise watching him. I despise watching the Celtics. I despise Paul Pierce. Don't tell me you guys are rooting for the Celtics. You're rooting for Dave Portnoy's team. You're rooting for Bill Simmons' team. You're rooting for Paul Pierce's team. Don't tell me that you are. You want to see history? You want to see a team come down from 4-0? I can't believe I ever once thought I'd have to see this series before I knew who to root for. How would I ever have rooted for the Celtics in this series? I don't even feel like the Heat beat the Bucs. That doesn't even feel like the same world to me. I despise the Celtics. And I thought there would be a game last series, or even in this series, where it was one of those games we've seen the Bucs going to Boston, think we can win it, we're down 20-5. to I think that happened in game seven last year. I don't quite remember. And the crowd's crazy, and then they just keep it in threes the whole time. That game last night, we've seen that game from the Celtics over and over and over again. Now we just got to hope that Boston goes into Miami and loses on Saturday night. Saturday night, game six. Monday would be game seven. I just, I, I think, honestly, I wish I was a casual on the NBA because I do get triggered by the NBA more than anything. I'm getting so triggered about these Nuggets fans that are so mad about all this coverage on the Lakers. And yes, I've done it. I've been small market guy upset about large market coverage. That was wrong of me. Because two years later, I don't, it doesn't matter. And I do still complain about the national media. Uh, mainly right now, it's just about the Celtics because they are the hometown team for some reason. I don't get that. It's more of a hatred of the Celtics than the national media. I think one thing that's getting lost in this, like Denver fans being like, why, why are they covered? It's not like it's just a team that has Lakers on the, it's not like it's just 15 guys and Lakers is on their chest. So they're getting all the coverage. This Lakers team was one of the most interesting teams we've seen in years <laughs> from start to finish. LeBron and AD, first-year coach. They had Pat Bev and Russell. They trade a bunch of dudes. They're the best team, one of the best teams in the second half. Then they beat Memphis. They're in a series with the Warriors. I mean, there's so much with this Lakers team. Even if the Nuggets are the second most interesting team in the league, the Lakers are the first. They are so interesting. The, the finals don't start for another week. There will be plenty of time to talk about the Nuggets. And then guess what? They'll win the finals. We'll talk about them all summer. I am going to, as much as I hate the Nuggets, as much as I despise the Nuggets, if they, if they play the Celtics, I mean, you're going to think I'm a lifelong Nuggets fan. I just, I hate the Celtics. And the NBA triggers me. And maybe it's because the Celtics are deeper like this. You know, I say, do I, I hate the Vikings the most, right? I do. But even in the first quarter, I'm getting like jitters. I'm getting the shakes. I can't tweet people back. I'm so incensed. I'm so enraged. And it's not a bit. It's, it's, it's something I wish I could control. I do. I hate them. I hate them. I hate everything of everything about them. I hate every single player on that team. I hate everyone on the coaching staff. I hate every single fan in that arena. I hate them. Hate them all. Now I, got, now, now I might have to live in a world where they're the team that comes back from 4-0, 3-0. They're the team that says, don't let us get one. And then it works. 
I just hate them. I hate them so, so much. I wish I didn't. The Bucks haven't played in 25 days. I shouldn't be this fired up about the NBA yet. I should just be in enjoy mode, but I, I, it's, I hate them. Really sucks. OmahaSteaks.com. The promo code is BART there. Get your Father's Day package and then type in BART for $30 off. I'll post the pictures on Friday. So, guys, uh, please set your notifications to on for Wings Thanks. My wife cooked up some burgers on Thursday night. I'm going to tweet them and pretend like it's Friday night's meal. But the, she cooked them up on the grill. Four huge patties. They were the ones that I was clanking around with Tim Shea on Wednesday's show, which all of you hated. Uh, we'll get to that. And you can use the promo code BART. Great Father's Day gift. I, I, I mean, it's really a tremendous gift. There's just a lot. It's, it's a big white package. What could it be? Oh, there's a bunch of meat. All the meat is like, there's this and this, the pork, pork chops and the tenderloins and the burgers. Seasoning steak. God, especially my grandpa. Both of my grandpas have passed. Um, both of them loved this gift. I think I may have... You know what? I'm going to send my grandpa's old address. I'm going to send him steaks to the people that bought the house. Be like, hey, grandpa, I know we haven't talked in a while. Here's some steaks. I'll be over to enjoy them with you on Father's Day. And the people will be like, uh, does this kid know that we bought the house from his dead grandpa? And who knows? Maybe lifelong friendships will occur. I wonder if my grandpa's up there right now watching this being like, talking to my other grandpa. God, I hope he's not talking about me on his stupid fucking podcast. What's up, grandpas? I had both of my grandpas once in studio with me at the same time at my old radio station. It was awesome. Okay, uh, before I start to get sad... Brett and Tosa has been name dropped a lot this week. This poor guy is just looking for Brewers coverage. All he wants is a show that will consistently talk Brewers. And no one's giving it to him. And Brett left me a voicemail on the Carl's Place voicemail line. Carl of ET.com backslash Bart. Golf simulators. Now you want to talk about a Father's Day gift. I'm going to send my other dead grandpa a golf simulator and be like, Grandpa, I know we haven't talked in a while. But I'm going to help you install this in your basement. I'll be there on Father's Day. I mean, I get a free golf simulator sent to your house. Here's Brett and Tosa. Morning, Bart. Um, I saw yourself on Twitter and, and had to leave a voicemail. Haven't listened to the whole show. But I, I saw your segment with with Cohen and um, just want to leave a voice now. So first, I, I will fight for 1250 till I die. I love 1250 and guys like you who gave us great coverage for years. Um, obviously, if you look at the radio scene here in Milwaukee now, it's not the same. Probably never will be. 
Um, but I, I have to agree with Cohen, and this is going to hurt, so don't take it personal. I love you. I'll be back once it's not Brewer season. But first, when you started this, like, wasn't your whole thing that you wanted to focus on Wisconsin sports and give the fans what they weren't getting from the other stations? And maybe your new community doesn't want that, and, and so that works for you great. Like, maybe you've carved something out that works for you and the live streams and all that, and that if so, like, I'm – that's awesome. Like you're you're doing great. You're on you're on national talk. Like do that. But but Marvel movies and that and national sports talk isn't what some of us want. And it it. Uh, I'm not that okay. Come on. I'm not doing a Marvel podcast. Except that one time and that other and with Seth. Okay, you're right. Not what made you. Uh, Milwaukee sports radio figure in this city, and like that kind of stuff is Drew and KB shit. Like I can I can turn that station on and listen to Drew talk about what strip clubs he's been to and KB like what soup he eats. Like that that's not Bart Winkler, and you don't need to do bird post games. Like there's multiple post games out there, and but some coverage and some guests and some analysis from someone who actually wants to watch the game. I, I think there's a market for that. Now, obviously, yes, like the Brewers aren't the Packers. They're never going to be. Um, and second, like your whole thing with the, with the Bucks was that people should listen to you because you've been doing it all year. And other stations would have jumped on the wagon if we didn't shit the bed, but we should listen to Bart because you've been covering the Bucks all year. And you're completely right, which is if, which is why if, if you're done with the Brewers, fine. But like, don't expect guys like me to come back in September and October. The Brewers have done everything they needed to get the fans back. They're decimated by injuries. Um, they've, they've got a hill to climb here to stay afloat, but they've got a top farm top ten farm system in baseball. They've got young guys at the major league level, and, and they've got a shot. So um, I hope the Bart Winkler community can get on the wagon soon, and I hope you guys come can enjoy some baseball in Milwaukee this summer. Um, it's not by now, not it's not by forever, but um, I'll be back in fall once the Brewers are gone, and hopefully that's late October. So, go crew. <laughs> Brett. No, I, I'm not – I'm not uh, – I'm not doing Brewers coverage as well as I did Bucks coverage because I'm not doing Brewers coverage every day. And I never knew when I started how I would cover the Brewers – I didn't know. I, I thought I'd just like see what happened. We did an opening day show and then we did a show a little bit after that. And I am not going to do a Brewers post game show every day. I'm not going to do that. I think what I would like to do is like series wrap up shows. And one thing um, is I was going to do, my plan was Sundays. My plan was Sunday afternoons, four or five o'clock would be Brewer shows. And I'd wrap up the series and I'd check in every week. And that was my plan. That's what I settled on. And then I got the offer to do CBS every week. And that kind of went by the wayside. Now, I guess I could come on on Sunday nights and do it. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, so I do I, I do want to cover the Brewers. I am following the Brewers. Uh, I'm not watching them enough. Uh, I did watch them Thursday night. Until the NBA game started, and I watched the NBA game. 
Yeah, and I checked in on the score as the night went on. And then once I saw it was one nothing, I figured it was over. And then I did try to do a post-game show on Wednesday, and I tried, but I don't know that I can get you know, I like my shows to be 45 minutes to an hour. I don't I can't get that much out of it without faking something or going completely off. I cannot, I cannot talk about like this 5-0 loss on Thursday. I can't talk about it for 45 minutes. I can't. Maybe I used to be able to. Right now, I can't. Maybe in the summer, I'll be able to later. Come playoff time, I'll be able to. Maybe maybe once the NBA Finals, I'll be able to. But right now, I cannot. I just don't. It's not that, like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not good at it right now. I'm not as up to this uh, team right now. Honestly, I didn't know who that Miller guy was when I turned it on and saw a guy pitching. I thought Owen Miller was in, and it was Tyson Miller. I don't really know who that is. And I'm sorry. When did we get Trevor McGill? Or am I thinking of Taylor McGill? Okay, Tyler. Yeah, I thought, okay, we don't have the good one. Who is Devin Williams? Just kidding. Um, yeah, so I'll talk about the Brewers as I talk about the Brewers. No promises. I'm not running. I'm not going to ignore them. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to fake it. Monday show is going to end up being more Brewers than probably most. But I'm going to try something different on Monday show. Uh, it might suck. We'll find out. All right, I got another Carl's Place voicemail. Carl of ET.com. And then we'll wrap things up. If you do want to watch uh, watch the interview with Jeff Levering, that's on the YouTube stream. You want Brewers coverage, go to the Dan Shaney Insurance YouTube stream. I put up the celebrations from 2018 that I had on my phone five years later. I thought it I thought it might like get people's memories going or come up in search bars and make me some bucks on YouTube. It didn't. DanShaneyInsurance.com is not the website. It's DanShaney.com. All right, here's John in Franklin. This voicemail was Thursday morning. Hey, John and Franklin. Already just listened to your show about the Brewers. Want to uh, concur on a couple points. I came into this season still angry about the incomprehensible moves made by Mark Antanasio last year. Um, landed on Stearns, but he moved on, right? So we all know if if Antanasio wanted to pick up a, a bat last year, it would have been done. So we can, we you know, we, we know what happened. And, and it, I came into this season skeptical and, frankly, angry. But after the, you know, a couple games with the start, you know, it's the Brewers. I love that. I've loved this team. I watched this team for 55 years. Well, okay, maybe 50. Maybe I started when I was five, five or six. I love this team, but I'm frustrated because 
yeah, the Bucks have very little to do with how we feel about the Brewers this year. I think most of us, a little bit, because it did prove that the regular season doesn't mean a whole lot. And that's kind of where we're at now. We're all worried about making the playoffs. For what? So that way we can hold on to all our players, not get any compensation for them, or be in first place and trade our players first place, uh, be in first place and have our our owner trade away our best players again. Like, that didn't hurt bad enough last year. The, the trust has been broken here. And I don't know what it's going to take for it to be reestablished or if it can but I will root for this team. I'm, I'm rooting for these young players. I do not understand why Ersig was traded for cash. If I could get an answer on that, you may have covered this, but I didn't catch it. I would really like to know. I thought this was one of our hot prospects. Why, why would you trade him for cash? I don't understand. But I will root for this team, but I don't understand the management of it. I'm out. Well, Ersig, remember, was drafted as a third baseman, and then... I thought he was going to be a third baseman and also a pitcher, and then he was just a pitcher. Has he gotten in for the A's uh, again since? He did get in last Friday and gave up a run in an inning. Then I made fun of Joe about it. And let's see. Lucas Ersig has not pitched since. Uh, Doesn't look like it. Uh, maybe he got I, – I can't tell. It says he got in a game. Whatever. Do we care? Uh, he was no good anymore, John. That was that was what happened. He wasn't that good anymore. 402-915-BART. 402-915-BART. That's the number you can use, 2278, for the Carl's Place voicemail line. Thanks again to Jeff Levering. Thanks again to you guys. Oh, Jalen Brown says they let us get two. God, I fucking, I just fucking hate them. I fucking hate them. I fucking, I fucking hate them so much. I hate the Celtics so fucking much. They think that they think they're so fucking tough. Oh my fucking Lord. I don't think I feel this way about the Vikings. I, I hate them. I hate everything about them. They th- they're feeling so goddamn good right now. And maybe they should because the Heat are trash. They are feeling so goddamn good. I fucking... Does There's no one. Fuck. I'm trying to think of things I hate more than the Celtics. God. I, I, I think I'd... I think I just woke up my kid. I'm all the way in the basement. I better go. CBS Sports Radio on uh, Sunday. Uh, Podcast Monday, Zach Gell Monday, Podcast Tuesday, and every other day next week. Happy Memorial Day weekend. See you. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.